listening to this episode. Welcome to season two of the Clubhouse podcast. If you guys missed out on season one, uh, check that out on Spotify. We have all our episodes there for season one. We talked to a lot of industry professionals. We gained a lot of insights from different industries. So check those out. And we're very excited to kickstart season two with our first guest for this episode, for the season. But if you're new here to the clubhouse, you're in the right place if you want to become successful, receive free mentorship about the various industries from top tier professionals and reach all your dreams. Here at the clubhouse, we delve deeper into the lives of successful individuals and different career paths and how you can do the same. So welcome to the clubhouse where successful people are born and made to inspire others. But before we begin, again, my name is Miguel Mendoza. And I'm Zach Pena. So everybody, welcome to season two which is Visualize Your Dreams. If you guys don't know, we're actually expanding to two other social media platforms, which are TikTok and YouTube. So we'll be posting there now every Saturday as well. So for this um, episode, we're really stoked with our two guests because we're actually in the same circle of friends ever since high school. And I've noticed that they always wanted to make music and to make some type of art. And I'm super proud that these two were able to go to that path and succeed slowly. So these two are artists. They go by the name P6. They were able to get signed to one of the top record labels in the Philippines called Universal Records Philippines. And they have over 200,000 total streams. So everybody, please welcome P6, the duo. Andre Hossa and Simon Salvasa. What's up, guys? Yeah. What's up? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Thank you, you thank you, boys, for being here. Yeah, thank you so, so much. So. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah so, so maybe we can maybe we can start off with Andre. How did P6 start off? Uh I was talking to Paeng after this. I think it was the Khalid concert. Khalid concert. And I was talking to him about like making music together or making like this type of label type thing. That's why it's called P6 Collective. So I messaged him. And then after I messaged him, like, he, he said he was down. I was like to Simon, yo, do you want to join also? And then the original name was, it was 2020 Tone. It was <laughs> 2020 me, Tone. Yeah. It was me, Simon Peng. I think I remember Peng. that. <laughs> yeah, it was me, Simon Peng and Kian, I think. Kian. Kian and Ada. 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 Yeah. Ada. Kian, Ada. And then, mm. we, I think we made one track. Just one track. We never finished one. it. Never released it. And then, after that, it was just me and Simon left. And then we had a bunch of producers to help us. Because Simon and I only rap. We only write. So we had Robert, Chinhen, uh, Tomas, and we had Rainer to help us with the promotions and everything. So yeah, that's how P6 started. We just started making music with those people. They helped us with beats. Uh, and then Simon and I just continu- continued. And then we just used P6. That's basically it. What, what, why is it called P6? Like, what's the story behind that? Because I live in um, Project 6. And when Andre and I started, we made music here in my house. And then once... At that time, we were trying to figure out what to call ourselves. Because at that time, it was Simon and Andre Lam. And we found it kind of corny to use our names. Mm-hmm. And one day, Austin just made a joke. Like, oh, what if we call ourselves P6? Because Drake likes to say he's from the six. And then we put those two together. And then we just stuck with it ever since. 
we were kind of got lazy to change it now. And we ended up liking it anyway. Yeah, and I mean it's a it's a pretty catchy name, honestly. Also, really unique. P6. Yeah. P6. <laughs> so P6. in the in the first place, what what made you guys do music? Maybe you can yeah. start with first one. Like why music? What made me honestly? Uh, then that the ten toes down challenge was going on, right? Mm. You guys remember that that freestyle, and then a batchmate of ours posted one, and then I was like, "Yo, this is bad." <laughs> shout out, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. Then I was like, "You know, you know what? I'm gonna try it. Let's see if I can do better." Then I was bad too. Yeah. And, but then I tried that. I was like, maybe rapping is not for me. So I tried singing. I made these melodies back then. That's like my first few uh experiments in music i was just writing melody singing but i couldn't sing i don't have a good voice but then i developed like my love for like writing just like these lyrics like these hidden meanings the wordplay i just started rapping from there that's how i started what about you simon um pretty much the same like uh When the Ten Toes Down challenge started, that's when Curtis Smith also started popping up in the Philippines. So there was that kind of uh, inspiration for us to write music, and then it was just uh, we were super like mm, interested in testing our capabilities in terms of music. Uh, Andre and I did it individually, but then somehow we found ourselves working together as a duo. I remember back in grade nine or grade ten. I think Simon, you were the one who introduced me to Curtis Smith, and you were like so hyped about him. Like, Dude, this is yeah. my favorite artist. No one copies me. <laughs> was he? Was he like your role model in terms of you growing Def- in the music space? Definitely, because um, I think Curtis Smith made a lot of us feel more confident to try out rapping. Because back then, like um, hip hop in the Philippines wasn't something you do because you wouldn't yeah. be successful in it. And once you saw someone like Curtis Smith be successful, then I was like, okay, if he can do it, maybe I can do it too. You know, Curtis Smith was actually like a not not really like a problem, but his sound. We started to sound so much like him at the start. Yeah, because so, how much we idolized him. Yeah, that's I heard how people much say. Him. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did you overcome that? Since you said now your sound started to, you know, be the same as his. Ah. Uh, I think from all the tracks that are in Spotify, you can differentiate the different types of hip hop there. You have Flying Pim Pim, Baal, Cinderella, Rose Gold, and then now changes. There's melodic, there's trap, there's just straight up rapping. So we mm-hmm. kind of, I don't think we still have a definitive sound, but we still yeah, like to I- experiment in like different genres within the hip hop. But I think it's something that everyone struggles with at first, because, like, when you're starting something out, you always try to mimic your idols, because obviously they set a blueprint for you to follow. So you can't really uh, say confidently that your music is, or whatever it is you're doing, is um, different from who you're idolizing, because obviously there will be a resemblance, and it's just something you grow from eventually over time. Yeah, I saw from. I heard from Changes how it was really really different from all the other songs. Yeah. For me personally, I'm not really a big 
music guy. I don't know, like, you know, differences. But then it was really different in terms of, yeah, the melody, I guess. It wasn't too much of, like, hard rapping, if that's what you call it. So what, what, what made you guys, you know, try that type of music? I mean, as I said a while ago, I always tried with melodies in the start. Mm-hmm. And then there was a point in, like, the in quarantine where me and Sam would just constantly listen to Black. Mm. and he would make these chill melodies and he was just it was nice and then actually universal pushed us to make a melodic song and then when we we weren't that confident in it because then again we, we don't sing but we had an old track with a melody in it and then we worked with brian lotha for changes we wrote we wrote it came up with a melody and then we just fell in love with it after it was done. Like when it was done, we were like, this might be good. This might be good for us. And we love this song. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit more. Like, like there are some people who have like a hard time to get into record labels. It's hard for them to sign. Like first, like how did you get a record label? And like, what made you say yes to that? Well, we uh, it started with us being approached to do the to join the Battle of the Best, the Eco Challenge, the Eco Contest, which was we found out later on was taken care of by the Universal Records label, and I guess they noticed us from there, and they they then hit us up until a year later, which was already in quarantine, and then we. Like we created a deal with them for like two years, maybe I think, with a clause mm-hmm. at the end. And um, for us to, to be able to get that uh, deal was mostly uh, just the amount of work we put in before to get the Ika contest to notice us. So that was like pretty much it. Um, and to add to us, like Simon said, I don't think it's just like. Like our hard work, our efforts. You also have to consider like the luck that was given to us. Because mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we never planned to join a con- we we actually tried to join a contest in AC. If you remember Simon, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they 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 rejected us, dude. The fair, yeah, the AC fair. They rejected us, and I was like, really, you don't reject us? Not to throw, not to throw shade though, like, because it was in the morning, in the morning the audition, and then they had to wait, make us wait the whole afternoon, and there was like a callback time, and then during the callback time we were waiting outside the gate trying to go back inside, and then I, I called up whoever was handling us, and she was like, "Oh, you're not in, sorry," and then they just, what? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually remember that. I remember you guys like auditioned for that, like to be part of yeah, the show. And then good thing someone approached us from the Ika Battle of the Best Committee. They were like, Are you guys interested in joining? Like we didn't have to audition. Like they knew about us. Yeah. like they probably listened to our tracks. And yeah, it was a honestly better process. And we yeah. were lucky na like you had to record the song. Yeah, you had to record the song for the contest, and it was in Universal. They so, met us yeah. there at the first time, and then they got to us back during the pandemic. 
yeah. But when I look at it, I think that's like a very valuable experience also. Like that rejection. Because like what we also say here in the clubhouse, it's like you have to experience like failures and rejections in order to grow. And imagine if you didn't experience that. Like you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't be in this position today also, right? Yeah, and I mean, Simon would agree with, would agree with me that we look at ourselves like underdogs. Like back in high school, like we wouldn't get invited to those KFD school yeah. events and all of that. But then I guess we've come a bit far. We're working on it, getting signed to a label. So would you would you also recommend getting that type of exposure, trying to get signed into a label? Like for let's say if someone's asking for advice on should I get a label or should I just like do my own thing, post my own stuff? Um, what path would you recommend? Like if you if you know what you're doing and how to do it, then if you feel like you can do it by yourself, like mm-hmm. go for it. But with us, it was like everything we were doing we were repeating what we used to do and there was no growth from there and we really needed the help and the guidance and signing with that label um, we had teams like marketing teams creative teams that took care of those things for us that we didn't know how to do before so having a label behind you to propel you into like a higher level is like if you're starting signing to a label will um, increase your chances of exposure growth everything else yeah like what you said i think there's like a support you already have like a support system behind you with if you have a record label yeah so like i i i saw this tiktok like you guys posted like to everyone listening check out their tiktok and their socials we have a post about that but like i saw your tiktok like your story from like it was you guys singing in a room to that concert like the ateneo senior high school concert where you're doing that in the mic test and nobody was there like what yeah. was that feeling like like no one was watching. Yo, uh, Kundiman, referring to Kundiman, like the build yeah. up to Kundiman. Uh, that was the only event that pushed through that got us to perform. And that was like our first performance. Well, I think we released a track each for that performance. And then we performed unreleased tracks. And shout out to Ivan for believing in us. Because he didn't have any like proof that we could actually make music, that we could actually rap. But going back to what you were asking, uh, honestly, it was amazing to just have someone like believe in you enough. Like they were willing to pay us. And we, we barely started back then. We were like, what, three months into making music? Two months in? And every time I would go to Simon's house, he would just be rehearsing in his living room with like shampoo bottles, a brush, <laughs> and then having yeah. them film us. Like we Actually. were jumping around the room. And then to the sound desk, we were so hyped and everything. But then no one was there. I think it's funny. Dude, I used to, uh, leading up to Kandiman, because we've never performed before. So we didn't know how to do yeah. it. I used to. I used to put my phone on the top of my headboard and perform in front of my phone to see what I look like. I watched those videos, man. I, I watched them now. I'm like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like so cringe, but then it's honestly like a good feeling to know where you started and where you are now. So, Yeah, I remember you were telling me that the way you wanted to rap or sing on stage was like 
you were just there standing and then there's a mic and it's like you're preaching to everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. you're standing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was I thought I was J Cole, bro. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, from what what you answered, like, like, since quarantine happened, also, like, I'm sure you guys were expecting to perform and everything, but because of quarantine, like, how have you guys like coped with it? Mm. I guess I wouldn't say that I fully coped with it. Be honest, Simon. I would usually ask Simon before, even before the quarantine started, to like give me breaks for music. Like I was getting too tired to balance everything out, like with academics, uh, frisbee back then, and I just wanted, I, like I couldn't put my focus on music, and it wasn't like doing good. Because of that, so I would usually ask break from Simon. And before actually, before we got approached by Universal, I wanted to take like a long, long break, like until the pandemic started. And I mean, thankfully, Universal approached us, and I I started making music again. But then, I wouldn't have like real advice for you on like how to cope with it or like how to just go with it. It's really just an instance in my life wherein it motivated me. Universal motivated me, and how excited Simon was that we got approached by the same label is those things. So it was like external factors that pushed me in to continue making music during the quarantine. How do your creative juices? come out when writing lyrics or where do you guys get inspiration yeah. for the types of songs that you write or the lyrics that you put out um it just has to come from a place of truth really um authenticity for us is always the uh number one priority if you're trying to force something then don't do it so if you look at our old songs everything comes from a place of anger because we were always pissed about being disrespected being looked down on being the underdogs And now with with changes, it was different because um, yeah, like basically, like being signed uh, to a label was a big change for us, and we decided to talk about how those changes in our lives um, affect who we are now as people. So, really, to if you're asking what the process is, it's just more of like self reflection and um, really understanding what you're feeling in order to express it in a song. Yeah, I like I like I like what you said because like even in Timmy's episode and like comparing it to this one, like what you said, like everyone, all artists, all musicians, they should have their own like they 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 have their own way of thinking. So whatever like whatever music they put out there, it's really not the same as you know other artists. So like this is yeah like what you said like it's very authentic. Yeah. So like for for you guys. Like this is a deep question, by the way. So for you guys, what do you think? Like for for both of you, what are your roles in society as artists? Yeah. <laughs> what are your roles in society? Yeah. Like what's your artist. biggest? Like, let's say biggest role. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from all our songs that we've made. 
I, and this is like the same answer that that Simon just gave. We never lie about what we go through. We never like lie about who we are. We actually just show it in our songs. That's why, and like most of the interviews, if they ask, "Oh, what was your inspiration from this song?" and I was like, in my mind, you, I'll be like, if you listen to the lyrics, if you actually understand them, then you, then you know. Like you won't even have to ask me. Because everything's there, like everything's laid out there, especially with changes, uh, with our verses there. Like what was going through our mind during that time? It's there, it's like right there in front of you. And if you ask me what's my role, I guess I just don't want to be like a facade, like a fake, like give a fake persona. I just want to be real. I just want to be me. And that's who I'm going to show. So. I don't know if that's a role of society, but yeah. I just want to be honest. How about you, Simon? Yeah, much like um, Hassan just said, uh, I feel like we each have um, a unique perspective to share as an artist. And um, I feel like my perspective, as much as anyone else's perspective, is an important role for people to understand and look at different things in different ways. Because... If you're used to thinking uh, about things in your own way, then there won't be any progress in terms of your uh, in terms of your place in society and what you do. So my perspective, if my perspective can help you propel yourself, then that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, like like in a way, you're also inspiring other people through the music you write, through the lyrics. Like it also made me realize now that. Um, from your songs and what you guys write about, like what you guys feel, you're make, also trying to tell others that it's whatever you're going through right now, like good or bad, like that's normal. Like that's yeah. how life works. Like it's very normal. And, you know, we're experiencing the same thing. So it's really good. Yeah, I, also another, I also have another question to add to what Miguel said. Would one of your goals be to, um, how do I say this? Like upgrade the way the rap scene is seen in the Philippines. Definitely. I mean, yeah. if not, why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense to you? I would. I wouldn't be doing this if I wanted to downgrade the scene of hip hop. I wouldn't be putting so much pressure on myself just to embarrass hip hop. You get yeah. me? Um. We feel like, uh, in terms of music, we've check all the boxes we need for success right um we've we've um, been doing songs that people could resonate with uh, making the right melodies making it catchy and everything and still we feel like we're overlooked and that speaks to um, the quality of the current music scene in the philippines and that's something we as individual artists are trying to change like that's a goal for us Hassan and I definitely yeah and I like honestly like what you guys are doing like for me and how I see it like you guys are revolutionizing the way people see um, rap music here in the Philippines and you're like always leveling it up so like congrats to you guys like you guys are doing well but then I want to ask like you guys like rap and you guys are a duo that's very unique so like why do you guys decide to go like as a duo together uh, I mean, we started as solo artists, and then Simon and I made a track together. It was called Flying Pimpin. 
And then from there, we just started making music together. I think the mariachi beat, if you guys remember that, the mariachi beat. I think that was our first track, Shai. And then... Mariachi is the first. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just started making songs together together. And they were gaining attention, especially Rose Gold and Baal. Oh, yeah. So we just stuck with it. And honestly, it's been fun. And I think it's also good that you guys are both collaborating with each other. Because I think you get to feed off each other's um, advantages and disadvantages and work your way towards that to grow as a duo. Yeah. So in terms of um, long-term, in a long-term perspective, where do we see P6 five to 10 years from now? What, what would be like your end goal? What would, you, what would be your, you know, I made it. <laughs> we made it, P6. Internationally. I think was always the main goal. But of course, to, to get there, we first have to make it here in the Philippines. So um, for us, it's just one step at a time. But knowing where we want to end is uh, something that motivates us. So once we get our names out internationally, I think we can uh, confidently say that we've kind of made it, that we'd, we'd, we'd be able to say that once that happens. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I'm I'm pretty sure both of you, sooner or later, are definitely going to make it. Like the teamwork that both of you have, the chemistry, that how both of you guys work, I really see it happening. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, I wanna I wanna delve deeper into like some advices that we we can give to aspiring like artists. So like for for the for the first question, I'd like to ask, like what are, what are some struggles? that you guys experience, that others might be experiencing as well? And how did you like overcome them? I think consistency at the start. Consistency was like a big problem for us. I mean, individually, Simon and I would be working hard, writing our own songs, doing this, doing that to get better, right? But we were never releasing any tracks. You guys weren't hearing what we were actually working on. And then there were we we weren't producers as well so we didn't have consistent beats and then there were instances wherein I would yeah as I was saying I would take breaks and then Simon released Simon releases there was no real like identity for P6 it was more of just Simon and Andre doing their own thing so consistency and working together was a big problem and how we fixed that was honestly just having the same goal. We wanted P6 to blow up, so we did the duo. We wanted P6 to grow, so we uh, collab, talked about it, made music together and everything. So for me, if you want to fix like how to get consistency, don't be scared to release. Don't be scared to work with others. Don't be scared to make friends and things like that. Yeah. Are, there, are there certain skill sets that, let's say, Simon has and he can do better, but then Hossam doesn't have. So let's say Simon's better at making beats, for example. <laughs> Simon's better at rapping than me. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I make more of the melodies. Yeah. So like your strengths and weaknesses complement each other, you guys yeah. would say. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, um, when we wrote Changes, when, once we first heard the beat, the first thing I did was make my verse. And the first thing Hassan did was make the hook. 
so that those two things um, prove exactly what Hassan just said. So and it works well for us, works perfectly. Going, going back to what you guys were saying a while ago on how both of you are going international, who would be one artist that you'd love to have like a dream collaboration with, having feature on one of your songs? Maybe you can do one each. You can start with Simon. Kanye for me. Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts, by the way, on his, on his new album? Dude, um, a lot of people are saying it's trash, but just let it sit with you for two weeks and then you'll realize it's a massive Yeah, I think, I think for all of, his, all of his albums, you really have to let it sink in first. You yeah. can't like it yeah, the first time you listen to it. Yeah, I agree. For sure. How about with you? Awesome. Uh, J. Cole. J. Cole. Okay, so we've seen your fast tracks, changes, pricey, and they're honestly really, really good. And it really shows how much you guys are really good at making music, you're really good at what you do. So is there anything that you guys can maybe rap about or freestyle that you know maybe the listeners would want to hear? Um, we can give like a short snippet of one of the tracks that will be on our future EP or album. And so nope. for my verse, it goes, lost in the cost of fame. I fear the course of my thoughts would enforce my pain. I fear the walls and the chains and the risk of shame. <laughs> Who would have thought a couple of pawns would have changed the game? Oh, damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like it. Okay. What's the, what's, the, what's the meaning? What's the meaning behind that, Simon? Um, the track is called "Stay Dangerous," so um, mm-hmm. it's really about your competitive factor, and because we're very uh, much of our success, we credit it to Kobe's influence on us. So you'll hear a lot of that in that song. I like it. Okay, how about you, Andre? Uh, my verse goes like nowhere but up but I see the downfall don't give a fuck homie young ain't no cub ain't no love they've been giving you soft in my hearing go tell them I'll please yeah. you tripping I'm dipping I'm flipping I'm digging up bags with bitches something like that okay oh, <laughs> <laughs> alright wow I was expecting that yeah but then to everyone listening this is P6 baby like like, like we <laughs> we can exactly like, never say that, bro. Never say that. <laughs> All right, cut. <laughs> no, but to everyone listening, man was like six, baby. We'll take We'll put the bloopers. We'll put the bloopers next time. <laughs> no, but no, we're, we're putting that in there. We're not editing that. We're putting it. <laughs> yeah. But to, to everyone listening, like we want to let you guys know like with what P6 is doing in the Philippines. Like everyone, like everyone listening, you guys can also like make it big in the Philippines no matter how like young you are, no matter how old you are. You guys can always like do something that will, you know, make an impact in the Philippines. And you know, as as long as you guys like keep trying, one day you guys are going to make it. So, like in season 2, Zach and I discussed that we we're, we're gonna be including like a special guest, like maybe like a in some like episodes. A, yeah, in some episodes we're gonna be including like some fans or like some 
some special guests that would like to ask like, some questions to like our guests here at the clubhouse. So we'd like to introduce our first guest, ever. special guest yeah, ever in the clubhouse. In making history, please welcome Ramon Cruz. <laughs> Hi, Ramon. Hey, Ramon. Hi, Ramon. <laughs> yeah, so, Ramon, Ramon, like, yeah. so I, I heard I, that I heard that you're really close to P6 and really good friends with them. So is there any is there any question that you'd like to ask? I don't know. I, I've been with them since day one, bro. When they get famous, I'ma be there, bro. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the question, 100%. bro. Yeah. What's your I don't question? know. Like, I seen Timmy Alberts the the podcasting the the interview. He said something about like music being an art, and I don't know. That's something I've always believed in. And then from a rapper's perspective, what do you guys think about that? Like art being and music being considered as a, as an art. Good question. Um, I think art uh, in its purest form is an expression of who you are as a person and through our music um, in order to keep the authenticity of the art it has to be as personal as possible so um, any form of faking the the music is a disgrace and disgrace to the art itself so um, once music and rap as to your question is once it's in its purest form it's definitely an art form Oh yeah, and, and like uh, to add to that, the way people see art, uh, you can interpret it your own way, right? You see things differently from the person next to you. So, for example, I fell in love with lyrics pertaining to music. So I always pay attention to the lyrics. Or if Simon pays attention to the beats, that's the first thing he'll hear. You get me? There are certain yeah. things like in a song that makes it whole for you guys to like listen to for you guys to pay attention to the details or you can just look at it as a whole so for us we tried to like i think we uh changes was made in like six months there were a lot of editing that we wanted there were a lot of things that we wanted we wanted it to be perfect because we paid attention to the beat we paid attention to the tempo the the voices and everything like that so yeah yeah like, like, yeah Ramon, do you have any more questions that you'd like to ask uh, that's it. Nah. Thank okay you so, so since since yeah so since you said you were there for p6 since day one would you like to give them like some inspiration like any any words that you want to tell them <laughs> I don't know because honestly like before like Hawson records he sends me like and then a whole other different people he sends like lyrics and I don't know like every time he sends like a message or like a lyric beat or anything like we see his growth like how he gets better every time also Simon of course and yeah that's my only inspiration bro like we see you grow and I hope you keep going, bro. To the top, bro. To the top, bro. Yeah. 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 Let's be safe, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. 
<laughs> Stop it with that, bro. Stop it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so a lot yeah, of so, to go, huh? <laughs> so to so to and to, to Andre and Simon, for those aspiring to be artists in the future, what would be your number one advice? What would be your best advice that you'd like to? We can start off with Hassan. I think uh, the cliche thing to say is just be yourself. And I don't want to say that. And I also don't want to say just keep working hard. Don't give up. Don't listen to people's opinions. But the thing with music now, there are so much factors leading up to like how big you get. Social media, uh, where, you, where you are, like what country you are in. And first thing I want to say is that you can't give up. You can't stop working. Because there's a lot of luck involved in all of this. Not like there are so much artists out there that can blow up but are not. So there's so much luck involved into this that you shouldn't get like discouraged to keep making music. Uh, for example, if I let myself just keep getting those breaks, I would never improve. I would never grow. I was so discouraged by like the numbers. But like the uh, but like people not liking it and everything like that, and honestly, if I didn't stay consistent with Simon, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be confident in saying that I can actually make music. So never get discouraged. Uh, you always, always, just gotta trust the process, because it's always different for everyone. It's never gonna be the same for you and for me. And honestly, if you just keep going for it, and and the thing is, like with my mentality, I don't have any plan B. This is what I want to do, and that's what I'm gonna do. So, that's, I guess that's my like little advice for you guys. I like it. I remember, yeah, you were saying it was from Big Sean's line. How yeah, Big Sean's freestyle. I remember you told yeah. me about it. He doesn't have any plan B. His plan B is his plan A. Like he's not doing. Yeah, he was that. like, I don't got a plan B. Does God have a plan B? So why do I gotta have a plan B? I mean, if you want to go for it, you should just go for it. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Why stop? Love that. What How about for you, Simon? Simon? Yeah. Um. There, there is value in hard work, but. Uh, you also have to pace yourself. Um, I think the universal rule is that it takes at least 10,000 hours to be great at something. Um, if you compute that, it rounds up to about 13 and a half months. If you approach it like that, where you're gonna go straight to get those 13 and a half months, you're gonna crash and burn so fast. So you have to be really self-aware of um, where your mental health is, your mental state. And if you're capable of, uh, treating it as a race rather than a marathon. So you have to understand that those 10,000 hours, you're not going to get there in a year, much less two, three, four, or five years. So always understand that it's a process. And if you're seeing slow growth, you're still growing. Right? So you have to be nice to yourself. And um, it's always like keep track of the goal. Look how much, how many steps forward you're taking and uh, be content with consistent growth, no matter how 
slow or fast it's going. Just never feel um, discouraged by whatever anyone else is saying, especially if it's coming from you yourself, because that can be a very dangerous place. So that's my as, advice. Honestly, like with, with what Simon said, as long as you're aware with like how you're, like what your art is and how it is to you, why 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 stop? Like yeah. art is different for everyone else. If you love what you're doing, if you don't think it's bad, if you think it's a good song, a good work of uh, like a good painting, then no what no one else should matter except you. Yeah, it's just like physical fitness progress, right? No one no one will no one will be able to tell if you grew one more millimeter one more millimeter in your bicep, but you would know, right? So yeah. um, right. So it's it's just like that with everything. Because you will see your growth more than other people. And you have to value those little um, small growths. I really, really agree with what you said about pacing yourself. Because start of quarantine, um, I wasn't able to pace myself. Like I think I was four months in, in doing business stuff. I was like all yeah. out. I'd wake up at like I'd wake up at 5 a.m., sleep at like 9 p.m. Four months straight, I was doing really well. At the same time, I got burnt out fast. So yeah. I really agree with what you said on how we should pace ourselves. We shouldn't rush into things because it'll get the best and the worst of you. Yeah. Yeah. You come out as fast as you go. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, to everyone listening, like all the advices that all our guests like, give, gave, like they're all connected and very like, you know, similar. So like, we just want to remind everyone listening that, the clubhouse is where you guys gain values in different industries. And this, like we're offering you guys free mentorship. So we hope you guys don't take it for granted and actually like implement these values in your lives so that you guys can also reach success. Because like all these people, all these guests in, in the clubhouse, they've gone through the worst. And like that's the reason why they're here also, because they learn so much. And that's why everyone's sharing these values with you all. So we hope that you guys don't take it for granted. And um, we're gonna have we, we promise we're gonna have more industry professionals here for like the work and the career path that you, you guys like to have so 2p6 we guys thank you so much for um, your you time so for, being, for here. being here if, if you guys like to shout out your your your, your socials and, yeah your oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can stream changes out on all digital streaming platforms you watch the music video and the official lyric video on Universal Record Philippines on their YouTube channel. And then, yeah, follow us at P6 Collective. We'll give more updates. We're releasing a lot of songs soon. Uh, and yeah, we're excited for you guys to hear everything. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to it. Thank yeah, you guys. Changes, Thank you guys so much. changes is Thank really, you. really good. How about for Thanks. to our guest, Ramon Cruz? Maybe you'd like to shout out your social. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to shout out your TikTok or anything, no? <laughs> oh, yeah. Bad. Follow us on TikTok, too. At P6 Collective. And, on and you can also follow uh, Universal Records PH on Instagram, TikTok, and follow their YouTube channel because um, updates about us will also be posted there. Yeah, yeah and so to everyone again, listening, To everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube and follow our TikTok. Like, this is season two, visualize your dreams. Like this is the next step. Like if season one was all like about the idea, this one, season two, it's called visualize your dreams. So it's time to level up and, you know, start working. 
Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you. <laughs> See you all. Bro, bro, I thought he was going to say P6, baby. <laughs>